Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to episode number nine. I'm recording this during the afternoon of what will probably be one of the last days of warm summer sun. I noticed this weekend how much I appreciate the sunshine and warmer weather more in spring and autumn than I do the warm days of summer. I think because I don't expect them that they feel more like a gift. Anyways, today I'm talking to you about when you think you're not good enough. The fifth area that I address in both my One Life Academy membership program and the Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind is your relationship with yourself. Many of us as humans think we're not good enough. Being self-critical is a part of being human. And when we are overweight or obese, often we link our thoughts about not being good enough to our weight and our inability to lose it or our inability to lose it and maintain that loss. The problem with doing this, with thinking negative thoughts about ourselves when we tend to use food to help us to feel better, is that we are making the situation worse. We are adding fuel to the fire. When we tell ourselves things that mean we're not good enough, or think thoughts that leave us feeling inadequate, or maybe worthless or lazy, unconfident, frustrated or maybe uncertain, we then eat to avoid feeling those feelings. The truth is, if you have a tendency, a pattern of being self-critical or thinking that you're not good enough, you will find evidence of that and create truths from that evidence by your thoughts, no matter what the circumstances of your life. If you don't learn how to think differently about yourself when you're overweight, you'll just find different reasons to be self-critical and to think you're not good enough when you're slim. Helping clients overcome their feelings of frustration, inadequacy, shame, and sometimes almost pure hatred for themselves in relation to their weight is a very important part of their weight loss journey. Sometimes clients don't want to like themselves more. They don't want to accept themselves as they are because they think that if they do, then they will be less likely to lose weight. They think, if I accept myself as I am, then I won't feel driven, compelled or motivated to do what I need to do in order to be slimmer. They've got into a pattern of motivating themselves from a place of discomfort. They're using their negative thoughts and feelings about themselves, which feel terrible, as a fire that they want to move away from to drive themselves to be slimmer so that they can feel more accepting of themselves and less discomfort. And so, so many women lose weight this way. The problem is, when you're motivated to eat a certain way to escape the discomfort of self-loathing, you become stuck when you lose your weight or you get close to your weight goal because you're unable to use those same thoughts about your weight to feel bad enough to motivate you to continue. When I'm coaching people on relationships, I encourage them to think about how love is always an option. I ask them, what would love do in this situation? And I encourage you to think the same way about self-love. Self-love is always an option to you in any given moment. You can always ask yourself, what would self-love do in this situation? And trust in your gut that you know the answer. You don't need to be perfect to love yourself 100%. Think of your children, your pets, your life partner, your parents, your best friend, 
Who in your life do you love 100%? Are they perfect? I very much doubt it. They're human. There is no such thing as perfection. When you love someone and see their imperfections, it's because you love them unconditionally. You can love yourself without condition too. You can love yourself for being the mum that you want to be and know that there are times you could have handled things differently. You can love yourself for the way in which you support your partner, even when that support may sometimes be withheld. I was working with one of my private clients on self-acceptance and self-love, and as is normal, and I say that in air quotes, she was having a tough time feeling self-acceptance and self-love because her brain was so used to pointing out her flaws. She thought that she couldn't feel 100% self-love and self-acceptance while she could see her flaws. And of course, those flaws felt very truthful to her. They felt factual. But she was willing to see that it was possible. And then she found her own way to resolve her inner dilemma of how she would both accept herself 100% and be flawed. And she came across Kintsugi. Kintsugi is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer dusted or mixed with powdered gold, silver or platinum. As a philosophy, it appreciates breakage and the subsequent repair as part of the history of an object, rather than as something to make that object unworthy of appreciation. Now, when she told me about it, I felt it was something that I had heard of before, but I couldn't remember where. It just felt oddly familiar, but I googled it and found out a little more. As a philosophy, Kintsugi can be seen to have similarities to the Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi, an embracing of the flawed or imperfect. Japanese aesthetics values marks of wear from the use of an object. Kintsugi can relate to the Japanese philosophy of no mind, which encompasses the concepts of non-attachment, acceptance of change, and fate as aspects of human life. Christy Bartlett, author of Flickwork, The Aesthetics of Mended Japanese Ceramics, commented that, not only is there no attempt to hide the damage, but the repair is literally illuminated, a kind of physical expression of the spirit of Mushin. Mushin is often literally translated as no mind, but carries connotations of fully existing within the moment, of non-attachment, the vicissitudes of existence over time to which all humans are susceptible could not be clearer than in the breaks, the knocks and the shattering to which ceramic wear is subject. This poignancy or aesthetic of existence has been known in Japan as mono no aware, a compassionate sensitivity or perhaps identification with things outside oneself. And what I love even more about this story is that this client of mine embraced her discovery so much that she purchased a piece of kintsugi and now has it on her desk where she can see it daily and remind herself that what she thinks of as her flaws are a part of her wholeness, a part of who she is, someone to be treasured not flaws to be got rid of. I will post a picture of some Kintsugi China in the show notes. Like my client, you will ultimately need to find your own path to self-love and acceptance and believing you are good enough. And here are five things I want you to consider as you do. Number one, having an amazing relationship with yourself is simply a commitment to think loving thoughts about you. By the way, your relationship with yourself is purely your thoughts about you. If you think positive thoughts about you, you will have a positive relationship with yourself. If you think critical thoughts about you, you will have critical and judgmental relationship with yourself. So if all you need to do is think loving thoughts about yourself, why is it so many of us don't and think negative, judgmental, critical or shaming thoughts instead? Why is it so hard? It's because our brains are conditioned to look for the bad and to judge. 
We spend so much of our brain energy judging ourselves that we have very little energy to love ourselves on purpose. It's an unconscious habit that's tricky to break. And it's likely unconscious because you've thought the same or similar thoughts over and over and you believe them to be true and you don't question them because you don't even see them. The first thing to do is to have an awareness of them. Start observing all your thoughts about you. And it's possible that when you do, when you start asking yourself what you think about something that you did or didn't do, something that you said or didn't say, that you see how negative they are. And then you judge yourself for being so negative and then you judge yourself for being judgmental about yourself. And you can see how it could go on and on until you have layer upon layer of negative and judgmental thoughts. So when you start to see how you're thinking about you, decide you will be curious and fascinated and compassionate and that you will not allow you to judge you because there is no upside in that. Allow your negative thoughts to be there and give yourself the space to see them without immediately wanting to change them. You don't want to immediately change them because you want to give yourself to get to know them. The better you get to know them, the easier it will be to shift away from them when you're ready. So you want to see them, your thoughts, and not judge them and be curious about them. You want to allow them to be there to make peace with them and then and only then do you want to start to be intentional about what you want to think instead. And I suggest you plan to do this by tweaking them slightly rather than trying to jump 180 degrees and go from I'm the worst mum in the world to I'm the best mum in the world. Maybe try something like I'm a mum who loves her children or I am a mum that shows up some days better than others. Use your negative thoughts as the trigger to find something more intentional and be prepared to make changes slowly. Okay, so number two. The second thing that you can do on your path to self-love and acceptance and believing you are good enough is consider that there is nothing you can do to become more worthy or more lovable and that you are already 100% worthy and 100% lovable. What I want to offer here is that if you don't love yourself, it is a reflection of your choice to not love yourself and not your lovability. I want you to really think about this. Being thinner, being fitter, having a better job, a different house, having better relationships with your loved ones, none of these things will make you more worthy nor more lovable. You are completely lovable and worthy exactly as you are. And this goes back to the Kintsugi. I want you to see that you can love yourself unconditionally because of and not in spite of your flaws. And this is something that I'm working on for myself. I'm working on believing that I can love myself and like myself unconditionally, even when I'm not being 100% of who or how I want to be. And I can allow that to be okay. Whilst I think I'm not 100% in certain areas all of the time, I can see that that doesn't impact on my worthiness nor my lovability. When we recognise, when we believe that we can love ourselves unconditionally, without needing to be completely or 100% of something, then we can stop letting negative thoughts about ourselves get in the way of figuring out the parts we don't like and creating true change. This means that I believe I'm a good mum, except for the times that I'm not. I believe I'm a kind person, except for those times when I can be unkind, or that I'm a loving person, except for when I withhold love. This allows me to believe positive things about myself yet still accept, acknowledge, and work on the part that I'd like to improve. Okay, so number three. The third thing is, I want you to consider that what you appreciate, appreciates. Appreciation means to recognize the full worth of something. We often find it easy to appreciate others, but we need to appreciate ourselves too. 
Money wisely invested appreciates, and when we invest in ourselves, we appreciate too. We grow in value. Invest time in appreciating yourself. Sometimes self-appreciation can feel like we're bragging or tooting our own horn. But remember, arrogance is believing we are better than others. Self-appreciation is simply appreciating ourselves as much as we appreciate anyone else. What I've noticed is that the things we take time to acknowledge and appreciate in ourselves are the things that will grow. The things we appreciate will appreciate. Number four is asking you to think about body image. 91% of women are not satisfied with how they look. Now, if you're an overweight woman, you may not be satisfied with how you look because of your weight. And I want you to know that that's optional. You can be overweight and still be satisfied or even love how you look. You can be overweight and love how you look and still lose weight. Did you know that women in the normal range from the body mass index have just as little appreciation for themselves as someone who is overweight or obese, or as I was, morbidly obese? Working on improving your relationship with yourself can help you lose weight in a healthy way and help create a positive relationship with food. Part of the problem is that all of us are continually being bombarded with messages about our bodies and what they should look like. Your parents, the media, friends, peers, teachers, magazines, television, um, social media, the diet industry, and all advertising, all of them teach you thousands of subliminal messages about what your body is for, what it should look like, and what it should do. We absorb these messages without analyzing or critiquing them, and then we use them to beat ourselves up for the rest of our lives. It's time for you to stop unconsciously absorbing these messages and intentionally choose what you want to think and feel about your body. Your body is yours and you get to decide why it exists and what its purpose is, how you want to present it and what it needs to do or not do for you. Remember Kintsugi, flaws, and I want to say the perceived flaws of your body, your perceived flaws of your body even, are a part of who you are. Your physical, as well as your behavioural imperfections, are a part of your story. They're a part of what makes you uniquely you. And as I say this now, as I think about Kintsugi now, I'm able to think of the aspects of my body that make me uniquely me. I probably have about four foot worth of scars on my body, and I can totally choose to think of them as Kintsugi. I have four long scars on my hips in multiple places in six hip operations. I have scars from a hernia, a caesarean, a hysterectomy. They totally tell the story of me. I also have the saggiest stomach I think I have ever seen. A doctor once commented that it really wasn't normal, squishing it in morbid fascination. I have flabby underarms and I have no bum, partly a consequence of all the hip problems, something that's never bothered me. In fact, I never ever even really thought about it, probably because it was the only part of me that was smaller than normal for so long. But then recently, my teenage daughter commented with fascination on how my jeans always look baggy around my bottom because I don't have one. Okay, moving on. The fifth point I want to make is to ask you to check in with yourself regarding the possibility that you are caught in the trap of thinking that if you like and accept yourself as you are, if you like and accept your body as it is, then you won't ever improve or change. If you notice yourself doing that, I encourage you to circle back to the reasons why you want to lose weight. For some of you, you want to be healthier. For others of you, it's so that you feel more in control around food and don't use food to self-medicate. These reasons are still there, 
even when you don't mentally beat yourself up for not looking how you want to. Then there are those of you whose motivation for losing weight is driven by how you want to look in certain clothes, how you think it will feel to be able to go shopping and buy clothes from a fashion shop that maybe doesn't do plus size clothing, or you want to buy clothes in a size 10 or a size 12. Those reasons are still there too. You can both not hate your body as it is and still look forward to going shopping and buying a certain clothes size. And if you don't believe me, if you've been hating your body and hating yourself and trying to lose weight and you're afraid to stop hating yourself because you're worried you won't lose weight, ask yourself this. How has hating you helped you, hating your body, helped you to lose weight up to this point? I guarantee you it hasn't. Well, it might have enabled you to really restrict your food and drop a few pounds or even more, but only until the point when you rebel against that, eat all the things and put it back on again. Okay, so that is what I have for you today. Now, before I go, let's recap those five things I want you to be focusing on. Number one is knowing that having an amazing relationship with yourself is simply a commitment to thinking loving thoughts about you. Number two, There is nothing you can do to become more worthy or more lovable because you are already 100% worthy and 100% lovable. Number three, when you appreciate yourself, when you recognize your full worth, your full value, you will grow in value. That is why it's so important to invest in you. Invest time, money, personal development, self-care and love in you. Number four, if you've been willing to like yourself more, No matter what physical aspects of your body you may or may not like, no matter what the number on the scale says, it will be easier, not more difficult for you to meet your weight loss goals. And number five is about you not getting caught in the trap of thinking that you need to judge your body, that you need to be critical of you in order to change things for the better. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership programme, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to www thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.